Thanks for joining us here at Faith Assembly for our weekly podcast. We're so excited you're tuning in this week. To learn more about our church, you can visit us online at myfaithassembly.org. Join us live or connect with us on Facebook. Good morning. How's everyone? Oh, it's about to be good afternoon. Everybody doing okay this morning? Good, good, good. The Bible says to let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I believe that some of us in here have been redeemed. We've been, uh, we've been washed in the blood. And, and now that he has made us whiter than snow. Amen. That was a song uh, when I was growing up in church. They were singing, can't nobody do me like Jesus because he's my friend. And I don't know about you guys, but I am so glad that we serve an awesome God. We serve a God who is able to look beyond all of our faults and is who is able to meet us at our needs. Can I get a witness this morning? Amen. Amen. If if God has ever done anything for you, if God has ever saved you, if he's ever uh, ever saved you from, from, from your own mind, from doing some crazy things, if God has ever opened up a door for you, if God has ever delivered you, I believe that we should give God a hand clap of praise right now. Amen. It's, it's, uh, it's always an, an honor and a privilege. Uh, my wife would tell you, I, I am my, my outlook on ministry, I am not the type of guy who looks for a platform or a microphone to preach. It's enough ministry outside of the four walls of the church for us to do already. Um, but anytime Pastor Jason asked me to stand in this place, I am, I am uh, very humbled and honored. And I, I can't go any further without honoring him in his absence this morning. Church, I don't know about you guys, but we have an awesome, super fantastic, didactical, amazing pastor. I ran out of big words, so I had to stop right there. We have an awesome pastor. We do, and, and to his, his lovely bride and to their family, and to the great leadership of this church. Uh, man, it is so good to be in God's house. It's good to be in church, but it's also good to be in church alive. Uh, Let me say that for the two people in the back again. It's good to be in church, but it's also good to be in church alive. Ain't nobody had to roll us up in here this morning. Ain't nobody had to come by and view us this morning. Uh, The Bible says, and let everything that has breath to praise the Lord. So uh, that that means when we come into his, his presence with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, that means when we come in church, we should come, we should come with thanksgiving on our lips and a praise on our heart. A lot of times, and let me just say this before I get to the message, I just feel led to, to share this. A lot of times we are waiting for the worship team to pump and prize. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. <laughs> waiting on Pastor Jason to preach is happy. But we have to learn, and I walk with Christ, that we have to learn to spend time with God before we even come to the house of God. Amen. Can I get a witness? And it is so key that we make sure that we spend time in his word, that we spend time in his presence. And whether you can sing on A flat, B flat, C flat, D, C sharp, I don't even know them keys. The Bible says to make a joyful noise, to make a joyful noise. So if you can't sing on key, he says to make a joyful noise. And why? Because he knows your heart. He knows the sinceness of, of everything that he's placed on the inside of you. And, and uh, man, I, I am so glad. Let me just tell you something. God has been doing some great things in this house this morning from the 830 to the 10 and now to the 1130. And it has nothing to do with Terrence Price. Amen. Let me just say that. Let me just, because there, there are 
are, are people in this day and time who think that, uh, that uh, can't nobody preach better than them, can't nobody sing better than them, can't nobody park cars better than them, can't nobody greet better than them. But let me tell you something. We serve a God who is able to take sinners just like me and you and place a calling upon their life and allow them to do what he has called them to do called them to do. And I, I've learned, and I'm going to get into the message. I just feel just kind of just laying some, some groundwork real quick. Uh, when God calls you, God's not looking at your credentials. Amen. Let me just say that because uh, there are so many people come in contact with and they say, man, well, T, I haven't been to seminary. I haven't been to Bible college and stuff. Let me just say, if God has called you, then you have been called. Amen. So many times, and, and I'll say this, and, 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 and if I get in trouble, Lord, forgive me, uh, um, I love you guys, but I think sometimes we, we put a lot of rules and regulations in place that can turn people from things instead of drawing them to things. And, and I believe that, in, 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 uh, that there should be, things should be done in decent and order, instruction, organization, uh, but the word of God is the word of God. And it, he, we can't add anything to it, and we can't take anything from it. And so I just want to encourage somebody in here this morning, whether you may be like, man, well, I don't come from the right family. Well, man, I, have, I don't have a seminary degree. I don't have these credentials. I've never passed it before. Let me tell you something. If God has called you in any capacity of ministry to be obedient and just, as my wife said, just say, yes, Lord, and seek out leadership in this church that can help steer you in the right direction because God has placed great leadership in this church that can help you on your road to your destiny. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I just, I just felt led to share that this morning because I, I've, I've been where some of you are at this morning. You're like, well, man, I don't have this. I don't have that. Uh, let me tell you something. When God called Moses, he didn't say, well, Moses, he said, well, what's your PhD in? <laughs> and I am, I, am, I am all for education. I, I, I am all for education. I believe in being educated. But sometimes when God is calling you, he's just wanting you to say yes. Well, God, I ain't got this. Well, God, I ain't got that. No, no, no. He's, he, he didn't ask you all that. He's just looking for your yes and your obedience. And after that, he will help you along the way, put people around you that can help you in classes and, and help you with structure and different things. And, and so I just felt led to share that this morning. I hope I didn't offend anybody this morning. That is not, I hope you heard me with my heart and not with my head. Uh, I am all for education and all for structure and organization, but, but sometimes I think we can make things uh, just a little bit tough on people uh, when God has already called them. Um, so I love y'all. So I hope, I hope, ain't nobody mad. My grandma would say, ain't nobody mad but the devil. So, uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm amongst family this morning. I'm, I, I, can I just be myself this morning? I'm amongst family. Now, we may not all look the same, but we are family this morning. And this, we have a glimpse, a picture of what heaven is going to look like. Amen. Come on, somebody. This is what heaven is going to look like. And the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., would, would, he said this. He said, the most segregated day of the week is Sunday. Y'all catch that on your way home. <laughs> the Baptists go here. The Methodists go here. The, the African-Americans go here. The Caucasians go here. The Hispanics go here. When can we just come together and put our denominations to the side and lift up the name of Jesus? That's what it's all about. Now, now I, re I respect all those denominations. I, I, you know, I was kind of in, in the Baptist, Methodist a little bit. But, but let me tell you something. When you stand before the Lord, he ain't going to ask, what did you do when you went to that Baptist church? He's going to say, did you, when, when my sheep were hungry, did you feed them? Amen. 
when they were naked, did you close? See, we, we make, we make, let me, let, me, let me get my message before I get in trouble real quick. Uh, everyone's standing across the room this morning. And uh, I, um, I actually, as uh, I was standing next to Andrew doing worship this morning, Andrew was just that, that calling on you, man. Just, oh, man. Just, uh, I felt the Lord shifting my message a little bit this morning. And so I, I'm going to be obedient. The same text, but uh, from a different angle. So uh, John chapter 9, uh, beginning at verse number 1, have it on the screen. Uh, let me put my specs on. Amen, Brother Q. Pastor Q. That's why I started calling Pastor Q. My man. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his, or his uh, parents' sins? Uh, listen what Jesus says. Jesus says it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins. Jesus answered, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. And this is what I love about here. Verse number four says, we must work quickly, carry out the task assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Let me just stop right there. And then we'll, we'll um, try to come back to uh, six and seven at the end. Father, we thank you for today. Um, you are the great I am. There is no one like you. Um, searched all over. Thinking about the song by Vashon Mitchell. Couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low. Still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than you. Lord, thank you for calling us for such as a time as this to, to deliver your word. To, to become all that you have called us to be. Lord, let us walk in the light, and that light is you. Let us not walk in fear or doubt or the opinion of other people. Uh, but, Lord, you have called us for such a time as this. And, Lord, I pray this morning that this word will not fall on deaf ears or closed minds, but it will fall on open ears and open minds to receive all that you have in store for us. And Father God, I pray that as the members look up on the platform, the pulpit this morning, Lord, that they would not see Terrence Price, but they will see Jesus Christ standing, working on their behalf. Lord, I am, I am just a, 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 a vessel, Lord. Use me for your glory. It is, not, it is not about me. It is all about Jesus Christ. And Jesus says that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So, Lord, thank you for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do, and we thank you for just the excellent worship this morning and, and for all those who, who have volunteered and, and sacrificed their time today, Lord, to serve um, the people of God today, Lord. We thank you for those as well. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. You may be seated in the presence of God. I want to start this message. Um, I was sharing with the first couple of services this morning that I, I love motivational encouraging quotes and one of the quotes that I was thinking about this week um, as I was preparing for this message was by the late Helen Keller and it and uh, it says and I quote 
The only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. End of quote. The only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. Just like this young man in our text this morning, all of us in our life have found ourselves in situations and circumstances uh, where there may have seemed to have never, has not been any hope. Um, sometimes life can get the best of us, if I can just be honest this morning. Life has a way of, of getting to us. Life has a way of getting to us mentally, physically, and spiritually. Uh, but I'm reminded of an old hymn song, and, and you can tell by now that I love hymns. That's, uh, man, I, just, I love hymns. I love the new, the new stuff, new contemporary, but I think I can sing the hymns better than the contemporary. Uh, there was a song when I was growing up in my grandmother's church, and the song was entitled, And He Walks With Me. And he talks with me, and he tells me that I am his own. I want to encourage those under the sound of my voice this morning that God is with you. He's with you every step of the way. Life comes, seasons come, seasons go. Ecclesiastes teaches us about that to, to, to every, there's a season for everything. Seasons change, people change, times change, but Jesus never changes. A lot of times we can have friends, we can have family members that may, as young people will say, they may switch up on us and uh, may, may turn their back up against us, but Jesus is always the same. And I'm reminded this morning that uh, a lot of us are walking around uh, not like the young man in this text who was blind from birth, but a lot of us are walking around spiritually blinded. Um. My prayer is for all of us this morning is that the Lord will open our eyes to see things the way he sees them. Uh, Lord, I, I know I read your word, but teach me how to love like you. Amen. God, I, 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 I sing the worship songs and I serve at church, but God, help me to love my neighbor the way that you have called me to love them and not flatten their ties. Y'all won't say nothing to me. Some of, that's been some of y'all's prayers. You, you've had some enemies. You've had some people coming against you, and you've thought about doing something destructive towards them, but God has a way of catching you right at the last moment. Uh, y'all, y'all don't have to say anything, but I, I know some of us have encountered some situations where we, want, where we wanted to retaliate in such a way that was not pleasing to God, but God has a way of catching us at the last minute and reminding us that people are watching us as Christians how we are supposed to carry ourselves. Are we perfect? No, far from it. As a matter of fact, the scripture teaches us, the apostle Paul declares to us in the book of Philippians, he says, brother, when I count out myself to have arrived or have already uh, have come to the place where I've reached perfection, he said, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching for those things in front of me, he says, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. A lot of times in life, we're so busy looking at the rearview mirrors when we forget to look outside the main actual window. And, and what, what am I trying to say? All I'm trying to say is that I see you in the future, and you look much better than you do right now. Uh, you may be sick, but I, I see you healed. You may be broke, 
but I, I, I see prosperity. You may be confused in your mind, but I see peace. Because can't nobody do us like Jesus? Uh, man, you, you, you may say, well, T, you know, you don't understand where I come from. You don't understand the family I come from. Our, our name has a bad rap in town, and, and, and any anytime people see me, they go the other way. Can I tell you something? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If he loved you back in 96, he's the same God that can love you in 2022. So I come to the understanding of knowing that is that he, God can use anybody. He can use anybody. If the scripture teaches us in the Old Testament that at one point in time, he used a donkey. For all my Bible readers in here this morning, he used a donkey. And some of you are sitting up in here this morning beating yourself up, saying that no man, God, God can't use me. No God can't can do this to bring glory up out of my life. If God can use a donkey, then surely God can use somebody just like us. Uh, when, when, when the Lord was getting ready to, was trying to deliver the, the, the children of Israel, he, he chose somebody who had a speech impediment. Uh, in, in other words, he was a stutterer. Moses was a stutterer. And, and, and uh, you know, he, he was like, well, God, I stutter. Nobody will understand me and, and all this stuff and like that. And, and God, God said, no, no, for the ground that you're standing on, it's holy ground. He told him to take off his shoes in, in, in front of his presence. And, and God said, I didn't, I didn't ask you all that. I didn't ask where you come from. I didn't ask how much money you got in the bank. I didn't ask you this. I didn't ask you that. He says, I've called you for such a time as this. And that's a word for somebody this morning who is sitting here listening to me under the sound of my voice that says, you know what, T? I know God has called me something, but I'm afraid. I know God has, has, is asking me to go pray for my neighbor, but, but T, I'm, I'm afraid that, that they may, may laugh at me or they may call me other names that are according to what the scripture says. Let me tell you something, man. God can do some incredible things through a willing and humble vessel. A couple of months ago, our pastor, man, taught a sermon, and, and in his sermon, he had a couple of points towards the end that really stuck with me. And he reminded us that no matter what we face in life, no matter the doors that God opens for us, he reminded us that we are to stay humble and teachable. Y'all don't remember that sermon? Okay, okay, gotcha. I'll bring you back to your memories. He reminded us to stay humble and to stay teachable. And one thing you'll learn about me, and my wife knows this, one of my pet peeves, I do not like being around people who think they know it all. It, 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 it does something to me because none of us have arrived where God has called us to be. None of us will reach perfection until we stand in the presence of Jesus on that great getting up morning. So he's teaching us a couple of things in our life. He's teaching us as he is trying to get his glory up out of us. He's teaching us that we are to do things with humility and we are to remain coachable. And, and I say this from, from time to time, and you'll hear me say this, uh, that I believe all young men should be discipled by an older man, a seasoned man in church, uh, because we don't know everything. And for all my young people in the room this morning, let me just, let me, but can I bust your bubble real quick? Let me just tell you something. Don't be in a hurry to grow up so quick. Life has a way of happening to you. It will, it will throw you some blows harder than Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson or, or Sugar Ray Leonard. It has a way of breaking you down. 
But I want to encourage you to, to maximize the opportunities, young women, to spend time with women of God in this church that will pray for you, that, will, that, that you can seek wise counsel from, that will walk with you, that will do life with you. And let me just say something this morning. A lot of times in life, we thank God for the open doors. But I believe there's two or three of, a, of us here this morning that can say, God, I thank you for the closed doors. Uh, for, all, for, all, for all my single ladies in here this morning, you've been like, hey, God, I thank you for revealing to me what that rascal was all about. And, and just like my brothers, too, uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'll share the story real quick. I shared it last service is that uh, before I married my wife, I, I, was, I was dating this young lady. And, and somehow our parents and our grandparents have this spirit of discernment that's like a radar. It's like they can pick up on things. And when I brought her to the house, and, 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 and my grandma, the first thing she, she called me in the other room, she said, uh-uh. <laughs> well, I'm like, God, well, hey, man, you don't know a brother lonely. I want to go to the movies. I want somebody to go out to eat with. She said, uh-uh. <laughs> and watch this. God has a way of, of breaking us when, even when we are hard-headed and we don't see the red flags. And he has a way of, of closing doors. And, and a lot of times we're like, well, man, man, you broke my heart and stuff like that. And God was like, I tried to tell you. And a lot of times we are so thankful for God opening doors, bringing us in front of people, getting us a new job. But sometimes we need to thank God for the no's. And I'm so glad that God closed that door because God never would, if he wouldn't close that door, and, and if I would have ever bumped my head up against the wall a couple of times in life, I would have never met this caramel mocha young, young sister who could sing, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, good God. Hey, hey brothers, me and I, I'm trying to tell you, man, we, we've, we've got to learn to love on our way. Just because you got it doesn't mean anything. Y'all ain't going to say, okay, bro, all the brothers mad at me this morning. It's all right. I'll catch y'all after church. But let me just, let me, let me encourage, and that's how it should be in our, in our relationship with Christ. And I, I said this this morning too, and, and, I, and I'll hurry up, and, and, and we'll run through the text, and, and, we'll, and we'll get out of here, is that a, a lot of times, how many times have we actually took the time to step back and, and, and just be in love and in presence with our Father? I, now, I'm not talking about your, your earthly father. And for those of, of, of us who have had fathers who have gone on to be with the Lord, my, my, my heart is with you. My condolences are with you. But let me tell you something. You have a heavenly father that loves you, that cares about you, that wants the best thing for you. And he is there every step of the way. I share with the second service that, you know, I, I, I grew up without my father, but there were men in the church uh, the deacons and the elders who, who would, would take me and teach me how to write a check and teach me how to, how to put a belt on and tuck my pants in. And apparently I must not get that memo this morning, but I, I've been sweating, so it's all good. But, but my son TJ has me wrapped around his finger. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. He has me wrapped around his finger, man. And, and that rascal has a way of just getting in my pocketbook. And now, 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 Michonne, she's solid. She won't break me. I, I'll break, man. I just, I give him real quick. And he has a way of coming to me and saying, Daddy, I love you. Daddy, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. Daddy, you're a good dad. Dad, you're the best, best dad out there ever. And all I'm trying to encourage somebody this morning is when are the last time that you've gone to your father and not asked for anything, but you said, Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. 
Lord, I thank you for opening my eyes to see things that you have called me to see. God, I thank you for, for providing for me. God, I thank you for, for, for healing my body. God, I thank you for watching over my family last night. God, I thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon me. In our story this morning, just like the young man who was born blind, and, and, and the disciples said, well, Jesus, he must have done something because he was born this way. And this is one thing I love about Jesus. Jesus stops them in their tracks. And I want to encourage somebody in here this morning that may be like, that may be saying, I'm going to give this person a piece of my mind. I'm going to tell them something. Baby, let me tell you something. Let me, pump, let me stop you in your tracks. You're going to need your mind for where God is getting ready to take you to. And that's why the scripture teaches us to bridle our tongue and to stand still and to see the salvation of the Lord. In other words, we've got to learn to be still and know that he is God. Because every action doesn't need a reaction. Sometimes God is, is trying to just see, if, if, have you grown in your faith? Have you grown in your walk? Because he'll, he'll send different tests in different seasons of your life to show you who he is. And I've come today to share with somebody and to encourage someone this morning to let you know that maybe what you're going through, maybe the circumstances that's on your plate, maybe what's happened to your family, maybe it's for God to get the glory out of your life. Well, you may be saying, T, you don't understand. We've been praying. I haven't seen any progress. We've been praying, haven't seen any, any, any change in the health report. We've been praying and, and still don't have two nickels to rub together. Been praying and God still hasn't opened the door. Can I tell you something? When you are down to nothing, that God is up to something. All you got to do is keep pursuing him, keep praying, keep fasting, keep coming to church, keep serving, keep tithing. Keep being everything that he has called you to be. And at the appointed time, I believe that God's going to do just what he said he's going to do. Because we serve a God who is a healer. We serve a God who is a protector. We serve a God who is able to keep us from falling and able to present us faultless. And so can't no one do us like Jesus. And so Jesus tells him, he said, all of this is happening so that I may be glorified. You mean Jesus, none of this has nothing to do with me so I can promote myself on Facebook, on Instagram and Twitter and say, hey, look what I've done? Nah, nah. He, he said, I'm, I'm not doing all of that so that you can get the glory. I'm doing this so that I may be, be glorified and all these things will work out for your good. Well, Jesus, you don't understand. We've been praying. We've been, we've been, we've been seeing doctors and, and we've been seeing different physicians and, and all these things. And Jesus says, I know everything about you. I know everything about your circumstances. I know what you can handle. I know what you can't handle. And he says, all you have to do is keep trusting in me, keep leaning in me, keep depending on me. And as Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says, to trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own understanding, but in all thy ways to acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. We've got to learn to trust in the Lord. Not to say that when we are not trusting in the Lord, but sometimes our faith gets a little shaky and it gets a little wavery. And sometimes God has to come and remind us, hey, I'm with you. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he says, this has happened so that I may be glorified. Church, the question presents itself this morning. is what has God done for you that you knew you couldn't do for yourself? 
What has God done for you this morning that you can do for yourself? So Jesus is teaching us this morning, reminding us that I'm in control, that I am sovereign, that I am the great I am, that I am Emmanuel, God with us. And I believe in my spirit this morning. For those of us who have been praying, who've been seeking the Lord, who've been fasting, who've been believing, who've been crying, who've been staying up late at night. And can I just encourage you this morning, the Bible declares to us and Isaiah says that he that watches over Israel never sleeps nor slumber. Can I encourage you to go to bed tonight, go to sleep, snore as loud as you can because it makes no sense for two people to be up at night. You'll catch that on your way home. He said he never sleeps or slumbers. So I'm like, well, God, if you're walking around the clock, then it makes no sense for me to be up late at night eating stuff I shouldn't be eating and gaining extra pounds and drinking, drinking milk and, and eating a whole sleeve of Oreos and worrying myself crazy because I'm trying to figure this thing out. So he says, I want you to go to sleep tonight, knowing that everything that has happened in your life has not caught me off guard. Has not caught me off guard. It's not, it's, it, it may be a surprise to you, but it's just right with God. And a lot of times in life, we may not understand certain things that happen on this side of life, but we'll understand it on the other side in the, in the great by and by. So God is calling us to trust him when we can't trace him. A lot of times we can, we can, we can feel him, but we don't know exactly what he is. But can I tell you something? God is right there with you to help you every step of the way. So this morning, I'm going to ask the worship team to come, and we're going to wrap up this, this message this morning. But, um, but I want to leave you with these couple of things. Um, share with the first and second service that, uh, and I was, I was telling uh, Brother Quintus a couple of months back, back in Christmas, when we had the volunteer thing. I, we was talking about flying. And um, I said, man, you know, I like to fly, but I don't like to fly. And uh, he said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, I don't, I don't like turbulence. And uh, <laughs> he said, man, when I get on that plane, I slap that thing and say, in the name of Jesus. You remember that cue? <laughs> and it's something about how we can get on a plane and, never mess, and have never met the pilot, but we can trust him. But we serve and worship a God every day, and we doubt him. It's something about how people can get on a plane, and man, I pray that God will help me with this, and I'm just... If confession is good for the soul. Uh, when I get on the plane, I put my back. I like sitting by the window seat. I tell my wife, please sit in the middle. I like sit by the window because if something happens, I can hold on to something if there's a little bump or something. And uh, when we up in the air, we reach, we reach uh, um, the uh, elevation where we're supposed to be at. And, and all of a sudden, we begin to get this little bump. And I begin to look around, and everybody's calm and cool. And here's TP. Man, my palms are sweaty. My knees is, is shaking. And... Uh, What's so bad about it is when the pilot asks the stewardess to return back to the seat. I'm like, yeah, we in some trouble this morning. Y'all laughing, but I'm serious, man. I'll be, whew. All I'm trying to encourage you this morning is that when we go through life, it's so easy for us to trust in the things of this world, to put our trust in the doctors of this world, to put our trust in, in the bankers and, and all these things in the world. 
But when is the last time we've actually fully trusted God in every circumstance, in every situation, in every season of our lives? I've been there before. People on the plane sleeping, the plane just bumping and moving around, and they sleep drinking their coffee, watch on their on tablets, on their iPads. I'm like, yo, y'all don't see what's happening here? <coughs> it reminds me of a story, and I'm done. You know, you know, preachers, we always say when we're done, that means an extra five minutes. <laughs> Reminds me of a story when the disciples were on the ship with Jesus. And Jesus was in, 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 the, in the bottom part of the ship, sleep all through the storm. The Bible says the winds began to the blow and the waves began to beat up against the boat. Many soft music, please. A flat, please. Uh, getting ready to song, y'all. I thought y'all was going to laugh. Never mind. All of a sudden, the disciples who had been walking with Jesus, been talking with him, seeing him perform miracles, they get scared. Jesus is asleep the whole time. It had to have been Peter because I know I got some Peter in me. Peter was like, Jesus, yo, wake up. Don't you see what's happening? Don't you see what's going on around us? Jesus taking a good nap. Y'all ever been in a good nap and your phone begin to ring, people get to text you? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You just turn it over and go back to sleep. Jesus wakes up, didn't ask any questions. This is, this is what amazes me about his sovereignty, how his power. He wakes up, he rebukes the winds and the waves, and he says, peace, be still. And that's a word for somebody in here this morning. No matter what you're faced with, you've got to learn to start speaking to your situations. The Bible says that the power of life is in the, in the power of life and death is in our tongue. Y'all know we used to say this thing when we was in school, when we was kids, say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. Words hurt. That's, man, I encourage people all the time, be careful what you say. I know some people got a sharp tongue and sharp mouth, but we need to ask God to help, to help us with that. We've got to learn to start speaking to our situations and reminding them who is the king. And the last time I checked, the king is King Jesus. He's never lost a battle. In our eyes, it may seem like defeat, but in his eyes, it's victory. And I don't know about you guys, but we have to be comfortable of not getting so comfortable in this world. I thank God for, for, for America. I thank God for, for earth and all those things. But y'all, we are just pilgrims passing through this barren land. Somebody may be like, well, you know, my dream is always to bend, be a, you know, have a, a 6,000 square foot house in the gated community. You may not get that on this side, but I guarantee you when you get to heaven, you got a building not made by man's hands. You've got a mansion over there. Land flowing with milk and honey. I tell people all the time, when I get to heaven, you already know where I'm going to be at. I'm going to be where the milk and honey at. Y'all laughing, but y'all going to be sitting there right there with me. Being like, man, T, this is some good stuff. You weren't lying, man. But before we can actually be who everything who God has called us to be, there has to come a point in our life when we have to say, yes, Lord. Lord, I know I've always wanted to be this, and, and I shared the story second service that I always want to be a, a music producer. I always want to be a singer, songwriter, move to California, make records. I'm glad God didn't give me the gift of singing. God knew I wasn't going to act right. But I'm glad that God called me to this great call of ministry. A lot of times in life, we have to learn to lay down our life 
the old school church would say like this, no cross, no crown. In other words, we have to lay down what we want in order to pick up everything that God has for us. And all, all that takes is just one yes. In other words, it's a surrender. Surrendering our life, our goals, our plans to become everything that God has called us to be. So as we all stand across this beautiful sanctuary this morning, stand up, y'all. Stretch your legs. I know it's 1230. Some of your stomachs are growling. I know mine is. I'm going to beat y'all to some of them eating places here in a little bit. But, and I want you to close your eyes. Close your eyes. Don't look at me. I know I'm handsome. Don't, don't you know. Y'all, laughter is good for the soul. I, I, I love Pastor Tim because Pastor Tim... He always has a way of making us laugh. And he always say that we should be able to have good, clean, fun, laughter in church by still doing things in decent and in order. Um, Galatians 2 and 20 says that, therefore, I have been crucified with Christ. Therefore, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of me. This morning, someone may be battling whether to come out of their comfort zone or stay in it. God, do I accept the position or do I just stay where you've got, where, where, where I'm at right now? God, what do I do? Do I go? We're discombobulated in my mind. But right now, I just want you to close your eyes and just look back over your life and just see how good God has been to you. The ways that he's made, the doors that he's opened, the great people that he's placed around your life. And say, Lord, that if you've done it before, you're the same God that you can, same God that can do it again. But today, I want to encourage you to come out of your comfort zone. I know it's not easy sometimes. I know it's tough sometimes. But sometimes we get to the point where our back is up against the wall, and all we can do is lift up our hands and say, Lord, I surrender all. It has nothing to do, God, I've been fighting against your plan, your will, all this time in my life, God, and all you've been trying to do is get the glory out of my life. Because if he never does anything else for us, he's already done else. So as the worship team sings this song this morning, I just want you to, to open your heart, your mind. If you, if you feel led to lift up holy hands, do that. And just let this song minister to you. Because, Lord, I surrender all. Oh, to Jesus, I surrender.
worship team one time. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're so blessed with gifted musicians and singers, y'all. I want them to get over there in the corner with them and sing, but I was afraid they might kick me out. But if you said today, I surrender all, and you've been saying, hey, T, I've been trying to figure out this thing called life, and I, it hasn't gotten me anywhere. The best decision that you could ever make in your life is saying yes to Jesus by making him the Lord and Savior of your life. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're saying, hey, you know what? Lord, I give it up. The things of this world have not been working. If anything, I'm, I'm getting worse. It hasn't getting any better. Like the woman with the issue of blood. But today, I want to challenge you in your faith to press your way to Jesus. If you're saying, hey, you know what? Today is the day. The buck stops here. I am saying yes to Jesus. If you are making that decision to say Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life, I want you to lift up that hand. We will not laugh at you. If anything, we'll celebrate with you. Yes, I see those hands. I see. Come on, church. Let's thank God. Come on. Come on. Come on. Now. Now. Hold on. Hold on. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all like first and second. Now, if the Steelers were playing and Big Ben was in his prime, and it was fourth and one for them to win Super Bowl. And he threw it to Hans Ward. They made a touchdown. I believe some of us in our living room would shout louder than that. But the Bible says that even when one comes, the angels in heaven rejoice. So I believe I ain't going to let no rock cry in my place. God's been too good. So I believe that we should make out, let out a bigger shout for those who said yes to Jesus. said yes to Jesus all of us I want all of us to pray this prayer this morning dear Jesus thank you I believe that you are the son of God I believe that you came that you died that you rose on the third day with all power in your hand Jesus I surrender my life to you. Jesus, you are my Lord. Jesus, you are my Savior. I place all my trust in you. My faith is in you. Jesus, take my life. Use it for your glory. Jesus, let me be a blessing to others. If you prayed that prayer this morning and you said yes to Jesus, I want you to meet someone in our north our south lobby this morning in our next steps area and they'll be there to help you alone y'all I don't know why I'm so emotional this morning but God is good a lot of times in life man we get upset because we are not where we want to be and we forget to look around and see how blessed we are how God watches over us late at night and how he puts a roof over our head and, and food in our tummy and clothes on our back and shoes on our feet that's the kind of, of praise I have this morning that God if you never do anything else for me that you've already done enough Lord if I never ever get a million dollars in my life Lord I'll still say thank you 
Lord, if I never be able to, to meet Denzel Washington one day, Lord, I still say thank you. Because, Lord, my life is not my own. It's your life. And may everything I do, Lord, bring glory and honor to your name. I don't care if you messed up. I don't care if what you drunk last night, what you smoked last night. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Stop being defined by the opinion of man. Be healed, be delivered, and be set free. Because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Walk in freedom. Walk in your calling. Walk in purpose. Be everything that God has called you to be. Let them talk. Because he gets the glory. Y'all, I'm happy. I got to put this mic down because we'll be in here all day. I'll pass it. I'll pass it Because let me tell you something. When we get to heaven, we ain't going to be it's, We're going to be singing, shouting all day long. So before we leave, and our prayer team, team is going to come up at the end. Well, y'all, I feel good, man. know sometimes we have to get out of God's way you know a lot of times we're trying to figure things out and put two and two together God said no 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 I'm not asking you to do all that he said I just want you to walk by faith as our pastor's been teaching us on this in this sermon so he's asking to walk by faith and not by faith we don't a lot of times well God how's this going to work out God I, I, need, I need to put two and two together God what's the next step he says just walk by faith and not by sight so this week, I'm believing when you go to the doctor this week, it's going to be a clean report. I believe when you got to go to the bank for that business loan, I'm, going to, I'm believing that they're going to say you've been approved. I believe this week that marriage is going to be restored, that people are going to come back to the household of faith, and that God will get the glory out of our life. So before you leave, please, please, please don't leave. I'm young at heart, but I'm old school in a lot of ways. When I was growing up, my pastor would always say, don't leave before the final blessing, which is the benediction. Because you never know what's waiting for you outside of the four walls of church. Yes, we got faith, but we also got to use common sense at the same time. I want to pray this blessing upon you before we leave today. Lord, now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask, hope, or imagine. Lord, if you did it before, you're the same God who can do it again. Lord, when we look back over our life, we saw that people may have left, have come, have gone, but you have always been the same. And so, Lord, may we be reminded as we leave this place today, Lord, that you are for us, you are not against us, that no weapon that is formed against us will not be able to prosper, that we are the head and not the tail, that we are above and not beneath, that we are the lender and not the borrower. Lord, I pray a hedge of protection over each and every person under the sound of my voice. Lord, cover them, protect them. Protect us from all hurt, harm, and danger. No tickets or accidents. And Lord, when we get home, I pray that we'll be able to find everything in the place, same place it was before we came to the house of worship. Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever and evermore. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Hey, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I see you in the future.